Now, let's go to the topic of the day. For some time now, we have been talking about the need for change. Why do we need to change? You may have heard people talking about the need for you to make 360 degree turn. That is a wrong turn to make. The reason is because you will end up in the same place. Praise the Lord. But the turn that I think you need to make is called 180 degrees. Initially, you were facing the wrong road. And you are going to turn a opposite in a straight line to the opposite direction. That is the kind of change that we need. And I will want to title this, Devil, I Changed My Mind. Praise the Lord. Don't turn to your neighbor. But just say it loudly. Say, Devil, I Changed My Mind. Yes. There are certain things in life that you have to change your mind about. If you are already on the right path, there is no need for you to change your mind. You have to just keep going, shining brighter and brighter. Amen. But if you are on the wrong path concerning any particular situation, you need to change your mind. Because your mind will control your word. Your word will control your behavior or your habit or the step or the action that you're going to take. Amen. 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 So I've scripted down a couple of things here that I want to read to you. And then we will dive into the... I have a, a very interesting story in the Bible that I want to use to premise, you know, our, our message this morning. Amen. So a time will come in everyone's life where there will be need to examine your belief system. To find out whether it is actually supporting your faith. Or it's actually actively working against it. If it is not supporting your destiny or your faith, you will need to change it by every strength available in you. Praise the Lord. We have talked a lot about change. That is so true. We need a change. Who does not need a change in the house this morning? The Bible says, remember not the former things. Say, behold, I will do a new thing. That newness that you are expecting, you need a change of mindset in order to attract it. There are things you are looking forward to God to do for so many years. And yet you are hearing the testimonies of others. Is God partial? Does he have favorites? By sons and daughters? The truth of the matter is that God does not have any favorites. The Bible says God is irrespective of persons. But there is one thing you need to understand. Can God trust you? God does not trust everyone the same. He loves everyone the same way, but does not trust everyone the same way. You will have to prove your trust, that you are worthy of his trust unto him. And that is in the demonstration of faith. Praise the Lord. So if there are things you have been struggling with, perhaps you need to look at it from a new dimension. Amen. Your belief system is very important. Why? Because it plays a very important role in who you are and who you will become as you grow up, or as you continue in this journey of life. The devil's target is never your body, even though you have infirmity, you have sickness, or whatever it is, or somebody slaps you, or you get, you know, your employer said the job is over, and you are fired. All those things look as an attack against your body because your food system is been attacked. But the devil is not interested in your body, I tell you, why do you think that 
back home where I came from now, what is really raging is ritualists. They use people, a body part, all sorts of things to make money. And that you know surely is coming from the devil. So if the devil can give money, you know that losing your job is not what the devil is interested in. Praise the Lord. In John chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible says, The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's where I would have wanted to stop because that's where we're really going to be dwelling on because we're talking about what the devil is really after. But I usually don't like to stop this verse whenever people recite it. I don't want to stop there because there is hope after that tunnel. And the continuation says, But I am come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And that's the Lord Jesus speaking there. Telling you clearly the mission of the enemy, the devil, the only enemy you have who can manifest in several folds. It can manifest through your boss in the office. It can manifest through your co-workers. It can manifest even in the church of God, unfortunately. You say, why? Well, you have heard so many testimonies about it. And a very popular case in the scripture is the story of Job. The Bible said the children of God gathered together before God Almighty himself. The devil was present. Praise the Lord. The closest we have physically moved to God was that Jesus, God Almighty himself, came in the person of Jesus Christ, in the flesh. And human beings got close to him. As close as Judas was, the devil still entered into him. The Bible said Jesus was giving him a prophecy. He said, somebody will betray me. And that person is who I'm going to dip this bread and give it to. Right in his presence, Jesus said that. And dip the bread and give to him. The Bible says, immediately he took the bread. Satan entered into him. How could Satan get so close to Jesus? Right in the front of the altar of grace, people may get possessed. That's what happened. And the Bible says, straight away, he left. And Jesus said, that which you do it, do it quickly. Praise the Lord. What happened how was that possible? The mindset of Judas has always been the problem. When he was carrying the post, all he was thinking about is how to enrich himself. They went to perform a miracle. They went to, to, to preach to sinners. Jesus sat down with them at the meal, and a woman came with the alabaster box, broke the perfume, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and was wiping it with her hair. The only thing that was going on in the mind of, of Judas was this could have been sold. Oh, not only him. The others agree with him too. But there was a time when they said, devil, I changed my mind. A good story is the story of Peter. Peter himself, when this thing was going on, the Bible said that because of fear that gripped him, he denied Jesus three times. Jesus also gave him a prophecy. Glory be to the master prophets. He said, Peter, you will deny me three times before the cock crows. He said, no, I can't do it. He was so confident in himself. You may be like Peter today. You are confident in yourself because of the many scriptures that you know. And that is the reason why when the pastor preached here, he does not even enter into you. Amen. <laughs> but when the prophet is speaking, please listen. The best part of the service for me, of Christendom generally for me, is to sit down and listen to someone who is knowledgeable in the word of God teach me. The second is for me to teach. Praise the Lord. 
because I am just fascinated to the word. But I prefer to sit and be taught. So each time you see anyone teaching and I'm getting some inspiration, you see me with my Bible, with my pen, and my jot, and I'm scribbling some things. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because right in the front of Jesus, if your mindset is not correct, why others are getting blessed, you may go home with no blessing. Say, while on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. It is possible for Jesus to pass people by. There were many people who gathered together at the slum pool, and when the angel comes to you know, trouble the water, they step in. The Bible said they will receive their miracle healing. They, were, they, they gathered a large crowd, and Jesus went into that crowd and singled out one person. And thereafter, that miracle of the man that was sick for about 38 years, the Bible said Jesus left the place. What do you think was going on? Crowd gathered, only one came forward that I have received a miracle. The same word that gives miracle was being spoken to many, but only few receive it. Mindset. The need for you to change your mindset. When you hear the word of grace from this altar, you have to open your mind wide to receive. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, open your mind to receive the word. What is the devil after? The devil is after your soul. The devil is after your mind. Soul and mind are used interchangeably. And you may be wondering, that's what people said. And or sometimes we talk about the heart, we talk about the, the brain. So where is the position of the mind? <laughs> and so many people have tried to answer that question. Some say it's your brain. Some say it's your, it's your heart. Beloved, as far away as the heart and the brain are in, the, in, the, in, in, in our body, they are actually inherently connected. And the mind, as it were, is actually a spiritual place. It is in your soul. Whether it functions through your heart, through your brain, that is not what you are interested in. Forget about those intellectual discussions. Let's face the world, the spiritual world, the meat of the world, the realm of the world. What God is referring to when he's talking about your heart, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. What God is addressing is your soul. Because that's the target of the enemy. That's what he's looking for. He may afflict your body, but it's to get to your soul. That's why the Bible says it comes to steal. When it's steal, you feel the impact of losing what he has stolen. But he's not going to stop there. He wants to kill also. And not just to kill, because it's possible for people to die and go to heaven. Even Apostle Paul said, for me to die is gain. So if the devil has called to kill him, the devil has lost. So he won't stop there. The Bible says, and to destroy. Praise the Lord. That's the mission of the devil. So when the word is being preached to you and you see your mind wandering here and there, all you need to say is, devil, I change my mind. Bring your mind back home. Praise the Lord. Is that something that is easy to do? Maybe not. As many as believe in him, he gave the power to become the sons of God. For you to be able to do that, to change your mind as necessary as required, 
You must have that power. The possession of that power will make you change your mind. A case that you all know very well. We talked about Peter. Peter denied Jesus three times according to the word of Jesus. But the Bible said that one day they were gathered together at the upper room and the Holy Spirit came and they received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the power to become what God wants you to become. And the Bible said that same day Peter preached thousands give their life to Christ. Why was he no longer afraid? Even when they wanted to arrest him, before the Sanhedrin, he told them, he said, don't talk about this name anymore. He said, you to judge within you. Is it better for us to obey you or to obey God? The same Peter was afraid of a little girl a few months ago. Praise the Lord. The power to change your mind comes from God. If you do not have that spirit, this is an opportunity this morning. Open your heart. Let's look at some people who struggle with that. Cain couldn't change his mind. In Genesis chapter 4, we'll see that. Couldn't change his mind. In verse 15, Genesis chapter 4, in verse 15, the compassionate God actually protected this murderer after he killed his brother. God still protected him. That is the God that we are serving. That is the God that we are serving. When they say we are not tolerant, we are not this, we are not that, because we want to project the name of Jesus. We want to stand for his righteousness. And people will sit down together in their, in their, in their, in their law room or in their parliament and they will enact laws and they will want to make Christians victims. No, we are not victims. We are doing better than they are doing. Is there a government of any country that will let a murderer go? We are except in some countries don't know what they are doing. In both countries, you'll be brought to book. You'll be held accountable. But the Almighty, look beyond that. You think about it. If God has said, well, the soul that killeth shall also be killed. And God killed Cain after he killed Abel. Then God is back to square one. He'll be left with Adam and Eve. And we have just said that to make a 3D 60 degree turn is a waste of time. Praise the Lord. So I'm praying that God will give you the grace to have that heart of compassion and forgiveness against those that appear to be enemies, but knowing fully well that they are just being used by the real enemy. Praise the Lord. And that's what God understood perfectly, and he decided to protect Cain. You would think that with such a pardon, Cain will change his mind. He didn't. Hey, But what is really funny and scary is that, do you know that Cain began to give back. Eh? And Cain begat this, and they begat that, and they begat that. What I'm trying to tell you is that the generation of Cain might still be on it. Who knows where you came from? <laughs> okay, I know you will. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, I know you will laugh at that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But it's actually true. It's actually true. You don't know. Amen. But you see, we have a grace that is greater than all that. Because God does not look into all that. He said, this proverb shall no longer be used. That the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. You know, we have dealt with grace here and I thank God the way we treated it. Grace, that God has done what has pardoned of the things that you inherited. Praise the Lord. But he's not looking forward to you to prove that you are a changed person. A change of heart. Say, devil, I changed my mind. Then we have Judas Iscariot, like we have talked about him. He didn't change. He just went ahead and do exactly 
what he was not supposed to do. And that's how he lost his souls. But you know that change is profitable. Tell your neighbor, change is profitable. Amen. Having said that, we know that change has a price. It is actually sacrificial. Things that you used to enjoy. You go with your friends to partying, and you go and have all those booze. You drink yourself to stupor. You do all those, and it's fun to you. But when they say you should change, because it's a waste of your life. But you're going to miss all those enjoyments. Oh, I remember it was so difficult for me giving my life to Christ on campus. Because I was into so many things. Many of you have not seen me sing before, but I used to sing very well. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I was leading the songs for the Kegas Club. When you hear XYZ song, Gito. <laughs> you don't know that. And I have a friend who was so good on the drum. As good as the one I sent to you, Brother Job. You see that woman breathing the drum I sent to you? <laughs> my friend was almost as good as that. Praise the Lord. Then I missed that when I gave my life to Christ. But I had to weigh these things in the balance. Would I rather be who God wants me to be? Would I rather be a man of destiny? Or I just want to waste my life because I'm looking for the enjoyment of the world. You will have to change your mind because the devil who is painting all these things for you is not thinking well about you. He's looking for the destruction of your soul. But you are not of them that draw back to perdition. Hallelujah. Say amen. Amen. Esther paid a dear price to effect a change in those days. Many of you may not have thought about it very well. We all pray for miracles. We all pray to be part of the house of God. We want to be the spiritual Jews and everything. When God will save Rahab, the harlot, Rahab was not part of the household of Israel. But God Almighty grafted Rahab to the household of Israel. Amen. The same thing with Ruth, our popular Ruth. <laughs> I don't know what that fly is doing. Praise the Lord. The same Ruth was from where this worship Chemosh was that Moab. Praise the Lord. But she was grafted to the house of Israel. Do you know that Esther was the opposite? Esther married the king, the pagan king. So the descendants of Esther today, are they Jews? They sacrifice to save the Jews. John, the beloved, sorry, James, the brother of John, was beheaded the sacrifice that the gospel might get to you and me. And we can go on and on. Praise the Lord. Because those one chose not to go the path of Judas. And some of them paid with their life. Change can be sacrificial. But there is one story I really want to premise a conversation this morning with so that you and I can talk, specifically relating things that we're dealing with. And that's the story that you know very well, the prodigal son. Praise the Lord. Let's open our Bible to Luke chapter 15 and try to do some justice to this very interesting story. Luke 15. Luke 15. 
Luke 15, I want to, you know, we know this story very well, but I will just pick some, you know, verses so that uh, we can move as quickly as possible. Praise the Lord. Okay. In Luke chapter 15, look at it from verse 11. If you want to read, read from verse 11 to 32, and I want to read that story very well. And try to understand it uh, when you are back at home. But I want to pick a few portions because we know the story. But for the purpose of people who may be looking at that story for the first time in church this morning or who are connected with us online, this is the story of a young man who approached his father and said, Father, give me the portion of my own inheritance. And the father gave him the portion of his own inheritance. And he embarked on a journey to another country. The Bible calls it in my King James Version, far country. I don't know how far. It could be far from Africa to Canada. He collected his own inheritance and embarked on this journey. The journey that the father did not send him. I don't know. I don't really want to ignite anything that you don't want me to ignite, but then, you know, keeping quiet when the Holy Spirit wants to talk on some things is also dangerous. You might want to search your mind who sent you to Canada. Abraham took such journey. It was a journey from Cana to somewhere else where he had to lie in order to earn a living. Are you living in Canada lying to earn a living? You might just want to change your mind because the devil is so wicked. What shall it profit a man to gain the old world and lose his soul? The market of this world is a dark market. Sometimes you don't know what you are buying nor what you are selling. My prayer today is that you will not be a merchandise to your enemies in the name of Jesus. Think deeply, brethren. God can do anything. If he wants you anywhere, he can take you there. Praise the Lord. This man went to a far country. Then, all of a sudden, the Bible says certain things begin to happen in this far country. It was when he was in far country that famine struck the country. Famine. Do you remember the story of Joseph and the 12 sons of Jacob? Praise the Lord. <laughs> In that story, farming came. Farming came to do two things. And farming will always come to do either of two things. Farming can come as a storm. Farming can come as COVID. Farming can come in so many ways as war in Ukraine. Farming can come as disturbances and the lack of leadership in Africa. Farming struck in the far country. When famine struck, what happened? The man suddenly realized that he needed to equip himself to be able to earn income. All this while, he had been brought up with golden spoon in his mouth. He did not even know the need to work for money. And when he was living, they packaged him very well. He got his inheritance. So he was spending it until everything finished. And the family waited for everything to finish before he struck. That's how dangerous the enemy can be. 
Then all of a sudden he said, well, I need to walk. Then he went looking for a job. He couldn't find. He has to be helping with the swine and sharing their food. While this was going on, he thought within themselves, within himself. He said, the Bible says, and he came to himself. And that's one thing we are going to look at very critically also. But let's just narrate the story. He came to himself and he said to himself, he said, my father has many servants that work for him. They are not treated this way. They are paid better wages than this. I remember in those days when I came newly, I was looking for a job and they would tell me, you're overqualified. You're overqualified. You're overqualified. And I was wondering, how do I feed my children here? This overqualification, what is this all about? Is it a saint to go to school? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But then I remember that, yeah, before I left my country, I was interviewing to be a CFO of companies. They were head, some, actually, you, some of you might know main one before it actually floated. The recruiter came to me. And after a while, I said, my family is already in Canada. Can I be doing, you know, we call it rotation. And they said, oh, that would be a red flag if we tell the clients that. Then when I came here and they would say, oh, you're overqualified, you're overqualified. Then I was looking at it. In my country, I would have been the number two man in the country, in the company. But here, they can't even let me start from the beginning. <laughs> Should I arise? <laughs> Praise the Lord. If God has not sent me, that is when I want to <laughs> go back. <laughs> Amen. So that man, because his father did not send him, then he said, ah, I cannot endure this. So if God has sent you here, and your case is like that, you have to endure. <laughs> Do you understand? Because he that sent you works with time. There will be a perfect timing for you. When God will do what? We lift you up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Bible said that this famine, I'm telling you that it came for either of two things, right? Then let's go to the story of Joseph and his brothers. When these brothers who are so callous, they sold him to slavery because of his dreams. They did not mean well at all. And you know what? They should be judged by God, isn't it? Because that's a sin. But you know what God did? God sent famine. That famine came to punish those 11 brothers because now they have to embark on a very long distance by foot to go and look for food for stomach. They suffered their children. And they eventually faced, faced a lot of humiliation in Egypt. The same famine that put them through that was the one that took Joseph to the palace. From the dungeon to the palace. That's why the Bible says, when men will say there's a casting down, he said, you, who are the ordained of the Almighty, who are sent to where you are by God, he said, you will say there's a lifting up. He said, and Isaac saw in the land, in the land during famine, and reaped hundred food the same year. That is the God that you are serving. The chorister said, he will do it again. Do you believe? Will he do it for you? He will do it again. That man now took some steps and said, well, I'm going back home. And the Bible said, he did that when he came to himself. What does that mean? To come to himself means he suddenly realized he has a wrong mindset and needed to change his mind. Needed to change his mind. Have you seen people that they call them uh, the lunatics? The, the um, people that are de mentally deranged or 
you know, in Africa we call them insane, we call them mad, but that's a different word here. But you, you see, those people, they, they behave irrationally, right? They, they don't know what they are doing. They do a lot of things that normal person would consider not supposed to do that. A similar case, someone who's also drunk and intoxicated. You see him walking, staggering, and said, that is my beautifully laid bed. That's my bed. And he's looking at a gutter full of water. And he said, that's my bed. And the next thing, he wants to sleep. And the following morning, they are pulling him out of the gutter. What do you think was going on? His mind has been hijacked. For the drunkard, it was hijacked by alcohol. For the insane, hijacked by only God knows what spirit. Said, so let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So as many as believe in him, he gave power to become the sons of God. Said so the spirit himself, bear witness with you that you are the sons of God. If that spirit is controlling your mind, your behavior will attract the goodness of the Lord. It will attract destiny and fulfillment of destiny. Say, devil, I changed my mind. This man went back home after his mind was changed. He acted. You may have been changing your mind severally, all the messages you have been listening to, but you are not acting. You are not doing anything about it. This thing that I'm teaching today not only affects you in the area of spirituality and service to God alone. It affects you as a person in your office, in your finances. That which was given to this prodigal son, he could have called it capital. And I'm going somewhere, I want to show you a few things. Because <clears throat> I know that when we sit down and we look at the prodigal son, we are, it's prodigal. That word is not even an attractive word. We see all sorts of things. But actually, there are a few things that we can learn from this man. One, he was bold enough to ask. Do you know that the senior brother was suffering? He didn't even go anywhere. He was there with the father. This man was bold enough to ask. That's number one. Number two, because he was bold enough to ask, he obtained what I and you, hopefully, we call capital. The major thing wrong with this man, I will tell you two of them. There may be more. The first thing is that he embarked on a journey that the father did not send him. I pray this morning that wherever God will not go with you, may you not go there. In the name of Jesus Christ. Wherever God will not go with your children, may they never go there. In the name of Jesus Say, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. May the shadow of the Almighty follow you wherever you need to go. In the name of Jesus. This man went to a place where the shadow of his father could not cover him. But thank God, he was able to ask, but he didn't know what to do with it. He squandered it. That which the Lord has been given to you now for many years, what are you doing with it? Do you consider it capital to be invested? Or you are just spending it? 
he gave the same seed to the sower and the eater. The only difference is that the eater has a mindset to eat. So when he receives, he calls it food, bread. But the sower, he has a mindset to multiply, to increase, to invest. And when he receives, he calls it seed. What are you calling the gift of God in your life? Seed or bread? This man collected beautiful, huge, sufficient money to start some good business. No, but he went and lived on a riotous living. King James called it. <laughs> Very riotous because he was competing with his soul. Praise the Lord. Now let's talk a little bit about the, the senior brother. The Bible says, when this man now returned home, the father ran to him to meet him, just like God did to Cain. He said, Cain, where's your brother? <laughs> the father also ran to meet him instead of making him a servant. They threw a big party. There was a cow that they have been fattening. I don't even know what that means. They have been fattening. If I were there, I would not eat it all. But, but the Bible says, <laughs> praise God. The Bible says it was a fat cow. Nobody was going to touch it until this boy showed up. Huh. Do you know there is something specially reserved for you in heaven? Nobody is going to take it until you show up. That's why you need to change your mind now and as quickly as you can. Amen. Amen. Say, devil, I change my mind. The father said, bring that cow. This my son is lost, but now I have recovered him. While he was struggling in the far country, the father was mourning of a lost son. And he was suffering. And he was mourning lack of food. What was happening to the father was different what was happening to the son. There's an adage like that in my fatherland, but I, I will spare you. Praise the Lord. But while that was going on, a big party going on, the Bible said that this senior brother was coming back from the field. I want to believe that this senior brother was very hard working at home, helping the father. He must have gone to the field either to supervise the servants or even to go and uh, you know, feed the cat to himself. And as soon as he noticed what was going on, he said, what is happening here? They said, oh, your brother came. The Bible said he was very, very angry and unhappy. Immediately I read that, I remember the story. The Bible said Jesus went to Bethany to raise the dead Dead Lazarus, who had been dead for four years. The Bible said that. Jesus said, Lazarus, comfort. Everybody heard it. The dead rose and came out after four days. Isn't that amazing? You would think everybody would be like, wow, wow, wow. Praise God. Look at in our days. We are grateful to see this. Why Mary and Martha and the people came to visit them were rejoicing? The Bible said there were this group of Pharisees. They now say, hey, it's not even only Jesus that will die. Even this Lazarus too, we will kill him. <laughs> I don't know who is waiting at the point of your joy. I don't know whoever it is that says, I don't want to see him laugh. I don't know who is saying that it will never be stable in life. And you are joining, jumping from one job to the other. Three months here, two weeks here. And no matter how hard you try, there's something wrong that they will pick up in the company and they will refuse to promote you. I don't know whoever thinks that the position that you are in, that your head must remain bow. But in the name of Jesus Christ, who I serve, there shall be a lifting. Because the Lord God is able to disgrace 
your enemies. And he will use them as stepping stones to lift you up. It will cause them to be the one that will come and bow at your feet. And they will begin to worship your God in the mighty name of Jesus. Say amen. At this point, I want to quickly tell you the most important change that a man should make. There are a couple of other things, but I need to move. Let's just jump. We've said enough about that. And I believe that God is speaking to somebody here. That that which is in your hand, God is expecting you to multiply it. And many, many more other messages. Listen, the origin of this mindset is actually Adamic in nature. In other words, we inherit some of them. So I said, these are formed, your mindset is formed due to various past experiences and cultures in which you grew up and with some reasonable elements of heredity. But it is possible to break away from them. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, Jesus said, Oh! Uh, uh, old generation, uh, John said, Oh, generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the hearts, the mouth speaketh. Your mind controls your tongue. Now, but this is what is also very, very important for you to know. The Bible said that God is able, it said, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. God is not only looking for what you ask, but even what you think. What you ask or think. So which means, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is, that God is talking about, it simply means that what you are thinking in your heart is also speaking loudly to God. So sometimes, if what you are praying or asking for is not in sync with what you are thinking, your miracle may be delayed. Out of all the powers in the universe, no power can stop God. But do you know that a man, ordinary man, can stop God? Open your Bible to the book of Psalms. Psalm 78, verse 41. It says, Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. The Bible says, You can limit the Holy One of Israel. You can be that limitation while you are struggling in one place. But this morning, I want to appeal to you that you take a step. Change your mind. Tell the devil, I change my mind. Take a bold step of faith. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10, the Bible says, That if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you will believe in your heart, that is your mind, that God has raised him from the dead, he said you will be saved. Are there people who are here to be saved in the house this morning? Are there people who are here to be saved online, connected to Cornerstone Chapel this morning? The only reason we gather together here in the worship of the Almighty is so that you can break loose from the shackles of the enemies. You want to lift up your voice, you want to raise your hand unto God and say, Father, I have come unto you because I'm a changed person. I believe the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe I'm a sinner, but I obtain grace through the work of Jesus. And I have come to confess my sin. Father, forgive me my sin. Forgive me my sins. And I want you to confess all the sins that you can remember. 
confess them to God. I said, Lord, I'm no more interested in this kind of life. I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. Father, come into my life. Give me the power to become the sons of God. Change my life. Change my destiny. Change my purpose. Are you praying? I want, to pray. I want you to pray that prayer. Before I round it up this morning and pray for you personally, I want you to pray. Talk to God. Talk to God. Do not be mindful of whoever is beside you. And by adventure, you are saved already. But you have looked away for some time. You need to come back. Tell the devil, I changed my mind. You have all sorts of excuses to absent yourself from the church of God. COVID is your latest. But I want you to say, devil, I changed my mind. I want to start talking to God. Is there anything that you are doing wrongly? Is there anything you could do better in your life, in your family, in the church of God? Is there a way you could support the ministry of the man of God under whose ministration you are blessed every Sunday that you are not doing, that you can look into right now? As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. May the Holy Ghost lead you. And if you are there, you have given your life to Christ, you have prayed that prayer, I want to pray for you. But before I do that, I read this last verse to you, last Bible scripture, taken from Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Say, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. If your heart is good, if your heart has been changed, goodness will be your inheritance. He said, An evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For the abundance of the heart, for out of the abundance of the earth, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of mouth, the mouth speaketh. The Lord God has said you should ask that your joy may be full. Ask this money. Ask for a new heart if you need one. A new heart. Thank you, Lord. Bring your prayer to a close now. And I want you to look for where Cornerstone Chapel is located. If you are in Mountain, it's number 11 York Street. And fellowship with us so that you may grow in Christ. And I want you... To join a church, a Bible-believing church, closer to you if you are far away, so that you may grow by the sincere meek of the word of God. Let's bow our head for prayers.